Hey friends, Abra Suarez here. You're tuning in to the new NUMA Godcast. I've been a guest on this podcast, and I want to tell you, one of the things I appreciate about this podcast and my friend Norman Brown is it is a, it is a podcast where you keep it real, it's conversational, it's insightful, it's real people's journeys, and there's tools that will come out of it to equip you on your journey to walk out God's purpose. So bless you as you listen and be sure to tune in every week. What's good, family? We know you're enjoying today's episode of New New Magodcast with none other than Norman Brown, the professor. But we had to interrupt briefly to tell you about Norman's latest book. Recently, with all that's been happening with the pandemic, many have had questions. And in May 2020, Norman was hospitalized for nine days with COVID-19. When he came out of the hospital, he came out with a powerful testimony of how God saved him from death and his inspiration to write his newest book, Covert COVID-19, An Attack on Kingdom Agendas. Now in this book, he shares his personal story of how he was attacked by the spirit that causes this virus as he declared war while he was writing this book, but he overcame it through faith, prayer, and fasting. In the book, he shares the revelation that God gave him about how this virus affected and exposed certain things about the church at large, which are necessary for believers to understand what's going on and this new thing God is doing in the earth. His book is available for download today on Amazon, so get your copy today. Have you ever been called a narcissist? I have. The reason was because the person was looking for a way to make people look at me in a negative light. However, in today's society, there have been many narcissistic people popping up all over the world. It is to the point where many are foregoing marriage to avoid the responsibility of having children or a spouse to whom they must be accountable. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's the word for narcissism, by the way. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. In today's episode, we're going to deal with this subject of narcissism, which is said to be part of our signs of the last days. So let's get into it. What's good, New Numa fam? I'm your host, Norm the Professor, a.k.a. Norman Brown. Welcome to the podcast where you come to get the real from a biblical perspective. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'd like to personally welcome you and want to let you know a little about what you may expect. I attack the raw issues affecting the church and the world at large today, giving you biblical backup for everything I say. 
Basically, this podcast gets in your face with issues that are trending, taboo, and tough to talk about, which today's watered-down churches don't even touch. I also interview Christians of all types of backgrounds, careers, ministries, and more to put on record their stories of redemption, salvation, and victory to inspire you to walk out your kingdom purpose to expand the kingdom of God in the earth. If you want the truth, this is definitely a podcast you want to hear. So get your spiritual ears ready to hear what the Lord is saying to the church. Peace. What's poppin' New Numa Nation? It's your boy, your host, Norm the Professor. Listen, we about to get into a subject that's really, really important to talk about these days because it's running rampant in society. And that subject is narcissism. Listen, um, we're going to first start out with the definition of this word because I think it's going to be important for us to really know what narcissism is. These days, a lot of people, they just throw this term around. They don't even really know what it is. I don't even know when this started to be a big thing where people would really use this word so much, but I know that I've seen this word being used a lot within at least the last five years, and it's just getting more and more um usage I'll, I'll say and uh, for good reason and we're going to get into that today as to why that is so i want to first start off like i said with a definition of narcissism because in order to really know what we're dealing with we need to know what it is what what it means and then we can properly assess things and situations to see if we're really talking about narcissism or not so the definition, I looked this up online, the, the definition that I found for narcissism per Google's research or Google search, it says excessive interest in, in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. Then uh, there's a psychology definition of it, which says selfishness involving a sense of entitlement a lack of empathy, and a need for admiration as characterizing a personality type. The psychoanalysis of this definition is self-centeredness arising from failure to distinguish the self from external objects, either in very young babies or as a feature of mental disorder. Now, as you already heard, <laughs> I was called a narcissist by someone before, but it's so ironic how it was only someone and not some many. I'm just making up that word, by the way. But here's the thing, especially these days, a lot of times people, when they say stuff like this, and it came from a woman when this comment was made about me. Now, here's the ironic thing about it. Typically, um, when you have, a, let's say it's a relationship that ends and, you know, the one who ended it is bitter for whatever reason. They're the ones that start calling other people names. And that's exactly what happened in my situation that I was talking about. However, I'm sure that many of you that are listening to this, you can also... Um, identify with that because it happens to a lot of people and especially 
when I hear this terminology, it's from women to men. Women who are mad about a relationship not working out or whatever the case may be, they're typically the ones who call the man a narcissist. They're the ones throwing out all kinds of, like uh, like a certain YouTuber says, and uh, I'm, a maybe, I'm just going to give him a shout out. His name is Kevin Samuels. He talks about relationships between men and women. And there are things, a lot of things he says that, you know, um, points that he makes that are very on point. Some of the things I don't necessarily agree with. However, um, he does make a lot of valid points. I would say more valid than not valid. And so, um, but he get, he came up with this this mnemonic called he calls it sign language, and it stands for S I G N. It stands for shame. The S is for shame. The I is for insults. The G is for guilt, and the N is for need to be right. And what I found is that this happens a lot. I see this a lot specifically with women to men, and I'm just going to say it straight up. You know, uh, women might get upset with this, but if they really analyze it, they're going to find that specifically when it comes to, let's say, some type of an argument or whatever, instead of a lot of women, um, if they were wrong in a situation or whatever, just admitting they're wrong, they actually want to continue arguing until, so to speak, they win because they're not trying to get to the real solution. They just want to be right about it. They just want to be the one who quote unquote wins the argument. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of men will tell you is that they don't want to argue. And a matter of fact, if someone starts arguing, they just either walk out in the conversation or whatever, because men don't typically like to get into arguments over silly stuff, especially. So I'm going to say for I'm going to say that in advance that a lot of what I'm getting ready to bring out is going to apply to women, because what I found is that when you look into situations and you look at what's going on online, on TikTok, on Instagram and places like that, you'll find that most of the time when there's someone that's talking about themselves, all about themselves you know, they got all these photos of themselves. It's a woman. We're going to get right down to it. It's women most of the time. That does not mean there are not narcissistic men. So I'm just going to give that off the top. Nobody's going to be talking about, I talk, you know, badly about women. I didn't say anything about men or whatever. I'm just telling you the observations that I've made from looking at what's happening in the world on social media, especially. And most of the time you'll find that it's the women that's all about taking all these photos of themselves and they want to get different angles and different outfits and all this stuff. And they get all this attention for, for, from men. They're doing all this for the attention of men. They want men to compliment them, to pay them attention to, to whatever. Like it, it's just, all about getting the attention of men, the admiration of men. And once they get all of their ego fed, then, you know, they get some more, <laughs> you know. So it's like it never ends with these kind of people that I'm talking about. 
So here's the thing. If you're not one of those kind of people, then you shouldn't be getting mad because it's not about you. I'm talking about specific types of people that the Bible outlines in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to just break down some things about this whole subject. And um, and we're going to really, you know, go deep. So, as I already said, I already defined the word narcissism. Now, when you think about this, you know, and you can look into the various types of situations I'm talking about and you can see. I'll say it like this. Like, if you find that there's, let's say, a man, let's say a famous man online you'll find that, let's just say he's on Instagram or something. If he's taking photos, he's going to have photos of himself some, himself sometimes, but then he's also going to have a lot of photos of him with other people, or he's going to have photos of other people on his um, timeline or whatever. And you're going to find that he's going to be having a balance of Things about himself versus things about other people, including himself and all that. When you look at those kinds of things, those things right there show you the difference between what, you know, I'll call the IG models, for instance. IG models, from what I've seen, for the most part, everything is all about themselves. They don't have anything in, in their whole timeline about philanthropy. They're not talking about, you know, how um, to make society better, things of that nature. All they're going to do is show off their body. And they hope that by showing off their body, they're going to get a bunch of men attracted to them and then therefore get all kinds of likes and then all kinds of follows. And then hopefully they'll be able to make some money by some company coming to them saying, oh, you got a million followers. We want to get you to advertise our product. And that's what they get it from. I saw about, I don't know how many months ago it was, but it was like two or three months ago, I think, when I was watching a video on YouTube and they were talking about a YouTube, I mean, no, not a YouTube, an Instagram model who eventually started an OnlyFans page or whatever. And at some point in time, okay, so all during this time, she was always flashing her money that she was getting. And the money she was getting, it was coming from advertising products or her body or whatever. She had, she had an OnlyFans page. And for the most part, I'm not saying completely because I know that I've heard is not completely like this. However, for the most part, when you hear about OnlyFans, that's typically meaning somebody's going to be naked, doing some stuff that's lewd or whatever to be able to get people to pay money to them. And, you know, so that's how they make their money. So this is one of those kind of people. She was one of those kind of people doing all this. But on top of that, she would be talking down to people that didn't have money. She'd be talking bad about people who weren't rich, who weren't um, wealthy, who didn't have thousands of dollars of just so-called blow. She'd be putting them down. In other words, she was making fun of people that were poor 
and in situations like that where they were lacking finances. She was putting them down while lifting herself up. It's called pride as well as narcissism. And, you know, the Bible says very clearly that pride comes before fall. And unfortunately, her fall not only meant that she was going to have a reputation in the gutter and, and you know, basically have nothing to show for her life, but she was killed, murdered. Why she was murdered, I don't know exactly. I don't remember if they said or not. But the fact of the matter is she was murdered. So as beautiful as she was, as much money as she was making, as as many followers as she had, as many subscribers as she had to her OnlyFans, she had nothing to show for her life. She had contributed nothing good to society. She has no legacy of anything good to talk about. This woman literally just had a life of making fun of other people for whatever they didn't have that she happened to get and then ended up dead because of running her mouth. That's what it really comes down to. Somebody got tired of hearing her mouth. Somebody was like, if you say another word, you're dead. And she's gone. And for the most part, nobody's going to remember her. The only people that will remember her is her family. Like I said, I don't even remember her name or whatever. I just know the situation. And it just happened to come to me just now as I'm talking about this in the show. Otherwise, I hadn't even thought about the woman. But here's the thing. A lot of people these days are getting caught up into this. The world as we know it is becoming more and more full of people who are prideful, who are all about themselves, downright narcissistic. I've heard videos from TikTok where women are talking about all these things that men should be giving them. And that men should have in order for them to even give him a conversation. Ridiculous things like he needs to make six figures or more. He needs to have a mansion. He needs to have a Benz or Bentley or something like that. He needs to buy me a Benz. He needs to pay for um, all these expensive dinners and meals and take me on trips and this, that, and the third. I've heard all kinds of just infuriating things to be honest with you these things have made me angry because i'm like how dare you talk about these things as if you are owed anything for one and for two who do you think you are and the ironic thing about it is the things that they're talking about that they want and demand from a man they don't have those women do not have it. So if they don't have it and they don't get a man who has it, they will never have it. They'll just be sitting around talking about what they think they should be getting and they'll get nothing. And as 
as uh, you know, one of the things Kevin Samuels has said that I've I also agree with, like I said, men, women uh, give access to babies being born, and men give access to marriage. If a man doesn't propose to a woman, of course we know that there's women today they'll propose to a man as if you know that means something, but. Basically, if we're talking about the traditional way and the way that God always had it planned and the way that's always been until the last 10 years or so, <laughs> then that means that woman would never be married and she would have to fend for herself. You know, I was watching, and this might be a little off topic, but I was watching a um, series um called the tender swindler and in this thing maybe it's not a series but i was watching the show and um on this show these women talk about how they were taken advantage of by a guy and essentially what i saw in it was they got the same thing that most women who are a certain way due to men. The women I'm talking about that are narcissistic, that are talking about what they demand from men, these are the same type of women that will use a man for whatever he can give them and leave him with nothing. And nobody ever says a word about it. Nobody is in an uproar about what happened to that man. But a couple women got swindled out of their money and now they're in an uproar and they're trying to get the world to be in an uproar over it. And essentially, men have been defrauded of things of this nature for centuries. But I'm going to specifically talk about the last 20 years. I've experienced it to some degree. I remember one time. There was a girl that I liked. She ended up um, asking me if she could borrow my car to go somewhere. I thought that she was just going to go home or whatever. I thought she had to go take care of something real quick and that she was going to be coming back. Next thing I know, I find out, well, first of all, she didn't come back to my house until hours later. And... I found out later from another person who happened to be a friend of mine and, you know, a friend of hers that she literally took my car to go see another guy. The guy that she really, really was interested in. So when I found that out, there was nothing I could really do about it. What could I do? This was way before the Internet. <laughs> this was way before social media. All those kinds of things didn't even exist. So all I had to do, all I could do rather, was just eat it. I had to just eat it. And that was that. But I never dealt with her again after that. Um, and But that kind of thing has happened to so many guys and guys haven't done anything about it. They didn't go trying to make a series about or a TV show about these women and, and trying to get their money back and all this kind of stuff. 
So many men have wasted money on women like this. And I'm talking about where it's been actually documented. It was in the New York Times, I believe. Uh, the newspaper where it talked about how women have admitted to just using guys just so they can get free meals. Knowing that they don't have any interest in that guy. So they will be on three dates a week or five dates a week or whatever, knowing that they can get a different guy every night to take them out to dinner and they'll go somewhere expensive. They'll go somewhere to get some nice food or whatever and then ditch the guy after that because they keep thinking, oh, I got a whole bunch of other guys that I could talk to. And I know from when I was out there dating that there would be many women that would tell me how they had hundreds of messages or thousands of messages in their inbox. This was kind of relative to how pretty they were, because I noticed that the prettier they were, the more people they had inboxing them. And that was crazy because guys don't get anything near that way. They don't get anything close to that. And, um, so anyway, the point is, is that um, these guys that I that I've known and and even myself have experienced it, where you take a girl out, she's not interested, but you wasted your money, and you can't get that back. But the thing that you know they don't want to hear is that they need to pay half of the meal or the whole bill women that i've seen these days a lot of them want traditional acting men tra traditional operating men but they themselves are not traditional women they are what we call modern women they want the traditional treatment but they want to be a modern acting woman meaning that they don't want to operate in a certain role as a woman they want to be so-called independent and, quote unquote, not needing a man. But here's the fact. The fact of the matter is women need men, period. There's so many things I could list and I'm not going to right now. But I will tell you that when it comes just down to the infrastructure of the whole world, that alone is a big reason why women need men. Think of all the buildings that are built, the roads that are built, the vehicles that are built, all types of things that exist because men developed them or invented them. And I'm not saying that women have not invented anything. So don't put words in my mouth that I didn't say. But what I will say is that most of the inventions that we see on this planet came from men. So what does that tell you? It should tell you a lot of things, actually. But this show is not about all of that right now. We're not talking about that. What we're really trying to what I'm really trying to point out to you is this spirit of narcissism. It is a spirit, by the way. A spirit is behind that. It's a demonic spirit. Now, there were many things that were listed in that, you know, chapter of 2 Timothy chapter 3. But 
narcissism being one of them is interesting because if we look at the things that the other things that were said in that verse of scripture, we will see a lot of things that are going on today. So are those things giving us signs of the times? Yes, they are. Definitely giving us signs of the times. So there are certain things that we we should look out for. Now, one of the ways that we see narcissism showing up, and I'm specifically speaking on women right now, is the fact that they don't want to be married at the same rate that they used to be married. So in other words, there are fewer marriages occurring because fewer women want to be married. And I'm going to tell you the biggest reason. Let me just say it this way. I've seen several examples of this. I saw one on a series called Bears Grill, Bear Grills, um, and they were talking about surviving out in the wild, and they had men versus women. And I'm going to tell you straight up and down. If it wasn't for them being on TV and them having medical professionals nearby and all this other kind of stuff, these women would have died and they would have died quickly out there. They could not maintain a life in the jungle with nothing but uh, something sharp to cut stuff with. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what they gave them for the fire, to be honest. I think they didn't give them anything. I think they made them have to come up with a way to make a fire. But the point is, is that the men were not in the same situation as the women. The men quickly organized. They quickly became, um, put themselves in hierarchy. Somebody was the leader. Other people were the followers. They started giving out orders as to what was going to be done, who was going to do what, and it got done. When it came to the women, the women were disorganized. They were fighting against each other as to who was going to lead. They didn't want anybody to tell them what to do and all this kind of stuff. And the longer they went like this, the more everything was just being left undone that was the most important stuff. Nobody was caring about the water for everybody. You would hear one or two people talk about water for themselves, but they weren't talking about it for the group. You didn't see a solidarity of, okay, we need to come up with a leader. We need to have somebody lead this thing and, and divvy up the, the responsibilities. The men did that almost immediately. The point I'm making is that this is, it was a very good show to show that here we are in a year 2000, whatever. I don't know exactly when that show came out, but I'm just going to say 2019. And here we were in a situation where it was obvious why God made men and women different. That show alone was like gold to me because it literally was like saying what God has said in the Bible, but it gave it through a video recorded um, example. And literally it shut down all arguments that anybody could have about men not needing, <clears throat> or women rather, not needing men. 
to survive. I want to make it very clear. Women, you need us men for you to survive. But men as a whole, and, and both of these are as a whole, you will find obviously some exceptions to these rules. And generally the exceptions to the rules are women who are taught by men when you talk about the women's side. And then there are men who were not taught certain things. So, yes, you're going to find overall that typically women cannot survive without men. And most men will be able to survive without women. Survival is different from the need for procreation. So let's not get it twisted what I'm saying. I'm not talking about creation or procreation. I'm talking about surviving from this day to the next. If we took away all the supermarkets, if we took away all the convenience stores, if we took away every single way that anyone on this planet gets food now in a convenient fashion, what in the world would you do as a woman to get to survive rather what would you do as a man to survive would any woman on this planet be talking about I don't need a man I'm going to say emphatically there's not a woman on this planet except maybe a woman who was taught survival skills by a man who would be dumb enough to say that statement I said it because that's absolutely foolish for a woman to say they don't need a man. Whether they have a grocery store or not, you still need a man. When it comes to getting your plumbing fixed, who comes to fix it? A man. When it comes to a fire in your house, who comes to put it out? A man. When it comes to a burglar breaking into your house, who comes to check it out? A man. And I know people in their minds are going to be thinking, oh, well, there are female cops, there are female firefighters, blah, blah, blah. Okay, man, you can talk about the one or two or three people that you can mention. Yeah, there's a few of them. But when we really think about overall society, the jobs that are the hardest, the jobs that are the most physically demanding and things of that nature are done by men. Construction. All kinds of stuff. It's a whole lot of stuff I could list. You know what I'm talking about and you know what the reality is. And for all of you who was who are listening, who maybe are of the feminist bent or something of that nature, I'm going to tell you right now that it doesn't matter what you say about there being this equalness to us. I'm going to say it like this. You know, even in the Bible, it doesn't say that we're equal. It says we are one. It says we are one. It does not say we are equal. Equal is very different from being one. Jesus made a statement. He said, the father and I are one. And then he talked about let the, he wanted the disciples to be one with them as he and the father are one. 
But when we think about what Jesus said, there's a thing that stands out very strongly in that whole thing. And I just thought about this like yesterday or the day before. And it came to, yeah, I thought about it the day before yesterday. And it, I realized that Jesus, okay, so let me, let me say it this way. Jesus said, he thought, I mean, not Jesus. Jesus didn't say it. The Bible says it. The Bible has written um, where it says, he thought it not robbery to, to be equal with God, but he became a man. He became, uh, he, he humbled himself and came into a form of a man. And that is what changed the order of things. Now, what does that tell us? Okay, how about this? Let me let me just go to the scripture because I wanna I want this to be very clear what it's saying here. This is found in Philippians chapter two, and I'm gonna start at verse one just to kind of give you a little background and then lead up to what I'm really trying to get to. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So what does that show us? That shows us that in the form of man, we are less than God. Bottom line. Not only that, but when we read in the places like, you know, Psalms 8, where it talks about what is man that you are mindful of him, you're thinking about him so much. For you made him a little lower than God. Think about that. You made him a little lower than God. Now, when we talk about equal, equality, equality does not negate the differences and physicality. There is a difference. You cannot tell me because you are equal to me that you can lift as much weight as I can. You cannot tell me that because you're equal to me that, you know, I can, you know, well, just because we're equal doesn't mean I can bend over at 90 degrees and not fall over to the ground as a man. Whereas you would bend over at 90 degrees and you would stay just like that because of your center of gravity. 
We're equal, but we're not the same. There are differences for a reason. Those differences give us our, if you will, our reason for being, our strength that we bring to the table, our forte that we are able to offer. Having a forte, having a strength, having a gift or talent or whatever that you bring to the table that you can offer does not negate equality. What it's saying is that we are equal, but not the same. And we need each other for various reasons. So when we look at the reality of situations, then we can say women need men for survival. That is carte blanche across the board. Women in general need men to survive. I'm, I'm making a point of that specifically to those women who claim that they're independent, don't need a man. And I'm going to shut, I'm going to shut everything you saying down with just f- hardcore facts. Fact of the matter is men have more muscle density than women. That's a fact. Fact of the matter is men are generally bigger and taller than women. That is a fact. The average height in America of women is 5'4". The average height of men in America is 5'9". Anywhere you go in the world, men are typically taller than the women. They're typically stronger than the women. Whenever you see things like Egypt, when they had, you know, the um, hieroglyphics and they showed people doing certain things and building things and whatnot, it was always men that were building. Never was there a woman building anything. So I was trying to drive a point home. And really the point that I'm trying to drive home is that there's not one woman on this planet who claims to be independent that does not need a man. You all need men. No matter how independent you think you are, you're not independent anyway. You are interdependent. So I just want to make that very clear. I'm not apologetic about it. I'm going to make it very clear boldly and boldly say it. If you are a woman, you definitely need a man. Now, whether you want to be married to a man, have a relationship with a man that's um, romantic or not, that's on you. And I'm going to say this to those women that are listening that are not born again. If you are a lesbian and you say you don't want a man for that reason, You still need a man. Whether you want a man or not, you need a man. You need a man to open up jars sometime. You need a man to fix things in your house 
You need a man to help you understand things that only men tend to understand because of our mind, the way we think. So it doesn't matter on what level were we talking about. You do need a man. So all these narcissistic women out here who are acting like they are the God's gift to the whole planet. And if a man doesn't bow down, kiss their feet and all these other kind of things that they do or that they say, you know, you're the one that's going to end up in a bad place and you're going to be looking back on this time wishing that you hadn't been so stupid. I'm going to say it straight up and down. You're talking very foolishly and recklessly if that's the kind of stuff you're saying out of your mouth. Because the bottom line is nobody owes you anything. You're not entitled to anything. As far as most men are concerned, you can kick rocks. Most men who will hear such nonsense out of your mouth will basically leave you to die alone, destitute, and whatever else you can add to the list. Because you're the kind of person that they will actually just sit there and look at you while you deteriorate. And they won't do anything about it. Is that the godly way of dealing with things? I'm going to say it this way. The Bible says that God resists the pride, proud rather, those that are proud. A narcissist is prideful. And if you're one of these women talking this nonsense out of your mouth, you're prideful and God resists you. When God resists you, you're in trouble. And the Bible does say again that pride comes before the fall. There are many women already, and I know some who are in my family and, and otherwise, who wish they had dealt differently with men in their past, who now realize that they shouldn't have tried to walk over the men that were in their life. Some of them have now been humbled to the point where they realize that, you know, there's a lot of things that I should have done differently. So I will say this, all in all, that um, there are a lot of women who are coming to a place of realization that they screwed up. And I see it a lot in the age group of 30-something to the 50s. This generation between the 30, let's say 35 to 50, they are approximately in my generation. And the reason why... A lot of these women are coming to this realization is because men have left them alone. Men are not even dealing with them anymore. The problem that has been in the past is that these kind of women have been having intimacy with men and they equate the intimacy they've had with men as validation of the fact that men want them. Let me make it very clear to every woman who is listening to this podcast. 
sex does not valid validate you as to a man's attraction to you. Just because a man has sex with you does not mean he is validating that you are all good, that, you know, you don't need to do anything differently. You don't need to change or whatever the case may be. Because most men are able to, in their unregenerate mindset, have sex with anybody, any woman rather, and not even have an attachment to that woman. The sex means nothing to him. It's just a way to get a physical release that he really wanted to get. That's as raw as I can put it. But that is a fact. So when we talk about the situation that's going on with a lot of women in that age group, they're starting to come to the realization, some of them younger than others, some of them much older. And they're coming to the realization that unless they change their ways, they will not be able to get a man in their life. They will not be able to get a man to come in and take them on. And especially if they have situations like having kids already by some other guy and whatnot. Oh, and it's even worse if they have daughters. Even worse. Because I'm going to say it like this. Women in the world of the Me Too movement created an environment where men are now leery of dealing with any woman because of fear that that woman will try to ruin their life over some lies, over slander. This kind of thing has happened to me. I've seen it happen to me and the other people that I know, so I know what I'm talking about. And the thing is, um, and what I'm talking about is where women have tried to slander my name. Um, thank God it didn't actually work because the people that know me, they know that they are liars. That was a lie that was told. Those were lies told. And so they pretty much ignored that. And, you know, that's what it is. But there are a lot of women out here who are getting away with lying on men. Saying that they were raped by the man, saying that they were has something done to them by a man that did not actually happen. And society, these idiots in what we call law enforcement or the court system, instead of them saying, okay, you know what? We're going to investigate this to find out this is really true or not. And then if we find out that it is true, then he will be locked up. They just lock up the guy without questions. They don't even care. They don't care that they're ruining his life. They don't care that they're taking him away from his employment. They don't care that his reputation is being marred and, and, and all those kind of things. They don't care. And even when they find out that the woman was a liar, she does not go to jail. I guarantee you, if we had laws in place in every state that said if a woman lies on a man, or a woman, or anybody, I mean, I'm just saying, man or woman, if they lie about something 
that is of serious nature, such as rape or whatever, that they will themselves go to jail and that they themselves would get the amount of time in jail that the man would have gotten or the woman would have gotten had they been convicted. I guarantee you all this nonsense will stop. See, the one thing that I will say that I admire about the Muslim countries is that when it comes to certain types of things, they don't play. You steal, your hand is gone. You do a sexual act, rape or something like that, you don't have genitals anymore. Those types of things are not handled lightly in those Muslim nations. And to a degree, I wonder what would happen in America if we did the same types of things. I just wonder. That's something to think about. I think a lot of crimes would stop and a lot of lies would be stopped as well. Because once women realize you lie on a man about something and it didn't happen, you will be going to jail for that time and you will face that amount of years in prison. You will face the consequences of that type of situation. Women have been getting away with lying on men for years now. I know that in Baltimore City, they had this thing out here, which I'm going to be, I'm going to say it like this. Lawyers were telling women to do things intentionally to get men, put men in a precarious situation where they would lose things that were even theirs, that had their name on it and things of that nature. They told women to do this in Baltimore City, and it worked for a lot of a lot of those women. And um, that kind of thing is is a very serious matter. It's very um, disheartening, and this is also the reason why a lot of men, specifically in America, have decided they don't want to be married because men always in America have more to lose than the women. The only way a man in America does not have more to lose than a woman is if that woman makes significantly more money than him. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) Or she was a drug addict or, you know, did some stuff to harm the kids or something that they had kids together. Those are the only reasons why a woman will get a worse situation than a man once they divorce, if a divorce occurs. For that reason, many men don't want to be married. They don't want to be married because they feel like it's going to destroy their life. And for many, it had destroyed their life. And there are some that are fortunate to even though they've gone through a situation, a season of life where it was very difficult and they felt like they had lost pretty much everything, they got to a place where God restored them and they regained what they lost. So I just want to say, you know, again, for those that are narcissistic out here, 
hopefully that when you listen to the things that I've said today, hopefully it actually sparks something in you to make you change. In America, I just want to make another, I want to make another statistic known. In America, there's approximately 101 million men that are 18 and over. In that same age category, there's about 108 million women. That means that there are more women in America than there are men. Which also means that the top percentage of men in America who are able to do certain things are um, the main ones who will be getting married. But at the same time, that also means that there's a great percentage of women who will not get married. Not because they don't want to be, but because there's not enough men for them to be. And I'm going to tell you something. Women in America, especially if you are a Christian woman, you better get a sense of urgency up in your behind to get married because a lot of you are going to be stuck without a husband because you think you're going to wait for Jesus to give you a husband or you think that you're going to just sit around and he's going to, you know, jump into your lap or something, fall into your mailbox or whatever the case may be. I'm going to give you a harsh, strong wake up call. A lot of you Christian women are going to be exactly in the same situation that I'm talking about right now, alone, old, and regretful. If you don't actually get off your behind and do the things you need to do to make yourself available and um, and and ready for a husband and in a position where he can find you, see you, be around you or whatever. That means if you were interested in a man or a certain type of man, you need to put yourself around that man in whatever way you have to. And whether it's an obvious thing or not, you need to be around him. You need to put your face in his face. You need to make sure he knows you exist. And I'm, I'm really trying to give you some wisdom as a father because this is the same thing I would tell my daughters. They're living in a time, you all are living in a time where women need to make themselves more known to men. Because right now, because men have the plethora of women to look at, specifically those that are in the top categories, the top percentages, that is uh, that means that men may swipe through a bunch of, you know, photos or whatever, and you know, for whatever app that they're on or whatever, and say, yeah, I don't want that, blah, 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 whatever. And they just keep going because men know, for the most part, they have the upper hand. Why? Because they know there's more women than men. So if anybody has the upper hand, if you want to talk about it that way, which I'm only saying it for the purpose of this podcast, then it would be men. So to you narcissistic women who thought that you are God's gift to the earth, once again, it's time for you to check that attitude. 
time for you to check yourself because you're headed down the wrong path. If you're narcissistic, you're already on the wrong path and you need to change right away, immediately. You are showing signs of the, the end times, but you're also showing other people around how horrible of a person you are. Because if you could talk the way you're talking and think that nobody sees it and nobody's recognizing it and nobody's going to deal with it in some kind of way, you're sadly mistaken. You are sadly mistaken. So I just want to implore you, those that are listening to the podcast today, I want to implore you to make sure that you deal with the spirit of narcissism, that you hit it head on, that you go to the Lord and you ask him to reveal to you what is it that's happening, what do you need to do to change what's been going on in your life, because this is very important for you to get it right. I know I did not address narcissistic man today, and and I'll be honest with you, um, I don't see the same amount of narcissistic men that are out there as there are women. The numbers are very low, but I will say the same thing applies to the men if they are narcissistic. Get off your high horse, stop thinking you're God's gift to the earth, and become humble. Humble yourself. And like Jesus said, you can either fall on the rock and be broken or you can have the rock fall on you and be turned into powder. Which one do you think is the best? So with that being said, once again, you've been listening to the New Numa Godcast. If you're not following us already, make sure you follow us on social media, all platforms at New Numa. Also, you can follow me at Norm the Professor. And make sure you subscribe on the website. Go to the website, subscribe to the to the um, email list, and then also go to your favorite podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go and um, subscribe to the podcast. And um, make sure you give us a five-star rating with the inspirational comment to have everybody who comes as new to see how great the podcast is and how it will change their life for the better. Once again, I appreciate you. If you're listening, I appreciate your support. If you also want to support financially, you can cash app at um, dollar sign new Numa, the way that it's spelled, or you can go through PayPal and, uh, That would be using wordlifecafe at gmail.com. Word as in the word of God, lifecafe at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. Peace. What's good, family? We know you're enjoying today's episode of New New Magodcast with none other than Norman Brown, the professor. But we had to interrupt briefly to tell you about Norman's latest book. Recently, with all that's been happening with the pandemic, 
Many have had questions. And in May 2020, Norman was hospitalized for nine days with COVID-19. When he came out of the hospital, he came out with a powerful testimony of how God saved him from death and his inspiration to write his newest book, Covert COVID-19, An Attack on Kingdom Agendas. Now, in this book, he shares his personal story of how he was attacked by the spirit that causes this virus as he declared war while he was writing this book, but he overcame it through faith, prayer, and fasting. In the book, he shares the revelation that God gave him about how this virus affected and exposed certain things about the church at large, which are necessary for believers to understand what's going on and this new thing God is doing in the earth. His book is available for download today on Amazon, so get your copy today. What's up, family? This is Norman. Thanks for listening to New Numa. We appreciate you, and that includes your feedback. What do you like most about the podcast? What are your favorite subjects? What types of guests would you like to hear more? Shoot us an email today at new.numa.podcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Peace.